on, I want to hear your worship. Come on, let your worship saturate the atmosphere. We pray for you tonight. Oh God. Oh God. Even if some things are not going the way that you want them to go in your household, you have to learn how to communicate that correctly. Because I said this last week and I'll say it again. If you don't do it, somebody else will. And I gave you guys the example of the sister, the sister from, um, no, she was a cousin from the movie Soul Food. She came from out of nowhere and she got involved with uh, with um, one of her husbands, one of her cousin's husbands. And she did not know the stuff that her cousin was going through with her husband at the time. And so she just comes in and she just takes a liking to him and he takes a liking to her. And one of the reasons why he took a liking to her is because he saw he saw that she believed in him. Let me tell you something. It is a very dangerous thing. It is a very dangerous thing when you stop believing in your spouse. Let me tell you something. Some of you might be here right now. You might be in a place where you're like, Father, my husband, uh, you know, I've had so many letdowns. I've had so many. I've had so many heartbreaks with him. And I just don't know if I believe in him anymore. But but I still love him. I want to be with him. Let me tell you something that can lead to an open door that can lead to that can lead to a open door for the enemy to come in and jack your marriage up so you say okay pastor chanel what do i do if i'm in that situation take it to the lord ask god to help you ask god to open up your eyes and to see that you have a good man ask god to open up your eyes and to heal you from all of the pain that you have gone through in the past come on i feel like i'm tapping in right here ask god to help you to deal with all of the pain that you have gone through with him so that you can start believing in him again and guess what the holy spirit will do the Holy Spirit will heal you and he will bring you back to the place where you can trust him again and where you can believe in him again and where you can speak to his dream again. Come on, it's very possible that his dream stopped working because you stopped speaking to it. And here's the thing, I don't judge you for that because I don't know what you've been through. In the movie Soul Food, the reason why Vanessa Williams stopped believing in her husband husband's dream is because he was in his late 50s and the what he was working on he had already tried it before and it had failed come on what do you do in what do you do in your marriage when you when your spouse tries to step out on his dream and it does not work out the way that you thought that it was going to work do you tell him pack it up and give up and try something else or do you go to him and say look i know what God showed you. I know what your dream, what your dream is. And guess what? We're going to pray about it. We're going to work on this thing. We're going to make sure that it takes place. Come on. That's what you do. That's what he needs. My God, I feel the warning of the Lord for somebody because guess what, baby, if you don't do it, somebody else will. 
If you don't talk to him and let him know how much you appreciate him and how much you believe in him, let me tell you something, baby, somebody else will. And so that is the key component. You got to work together. You got to believe in, you got to believe in him and he's got to believe in you. That's a whole nother topic because for another time, because I can feel some of you saying, well, pastor, you know, I do do this. I push him, but he doesn't push me. Let me tell you something. The first thing, if you find yourself in that type of situation, the first thing that you would want to do is express this to him. And you have to go to him calmly because you don't want to pick any fight. You don't want to go to him yelling and screaming at him because that's that's still not going to get him to believe in you. One of the, the, the greatest uh, advice that somebody gave me some years ago was they said that if you don't feel like your words is getting through to your husband, take it to the Lord and pray about it. Oh, let me tell you something, y'all that want to be married. Marriage will teach you how to pray. Oh, yeah. And I'm not just talking about because, um, you know, he's always doing wrong and I'm not uh, I'm always right now. Marriage will show you stuff about yourself. And you'll also see things about your spouse, but all of those things should take, should, should, it should bring you into a deeper level of prayer. And so if you find yourself in that state, if you find yourself in a place where, you know, it's always you that's pushing him, but he's never pushing you. The first thing that you do is you go and talk about it. You go and communicate. You say, pastor, you don't understand. I can't do that. He's going to start yelling. He's going to start screaming at me. He's going to deny everything that I'm saying to him. Well, then the next thing that you do is you go to the Lord in prayer. You start you pray about it and you say, God, I need for you to reveal to him how he's made me feel. You, I need for you to reveal to him the pain that I've carried over the years. I need for you to show him that I feel alone in this thing, that I feel forgotten about in this thing, that I feel like he doesn't care. And let me tell you something. I don't care if your husband is saved or not saved. God still created him. And every person that God created, he gave them a spirit. What is your spirit? Your spirit is your connection to the father. Your spirit is your connection to where you came from. And so when you begin to start praying as a wife, the Lord will then speak to his spirit, whether if he's speaking to him through a dream or whether if he's using a donkey to speak to him, he's going to speak to him and his eyes are going to to come open and he's going to realize what he's doing. There was a woman, I don't know her name, but this was some years ago when Smith Wigglesworth was alive and well. And this particular woman, her husband was very abusive. We're going to go there on this afternoon. We're going to go there on this afternoon and then we're going to take a quick commercial break. But her husband, he was very abusive to her. 
And she was a woman of God. She would go to church. And every time that he would go to the bar, he would come home and he would beat her. Well, one particular weekend, uh, Smith Wigglesworth was in town doing a revival service. And the story is that uh, he needed a place to stay back then. You know, it really wasn't hotels. It wasn't Holiday Inn like we have now. And so she said, okay, I'll let the man of God sleep at my house. Well, he slept in the bed that the husband would normally go and sleep in on the nights that he was drunk. And he slept in the bed. He went and he preached, healed. If you know anything about Smith Wigglesworth, he was known for healing crusades and salvations. And so he did this night after night until it was time to go. And the woman of God, when when Smith Wigglesworth was leaving, she, she, uh, she yelled out to him from her house and she said wait what about my husband I need for you to pray for my husband because he's in sin and he's a drunkard and you know she was telling him all these things and Smith Wigglesworth he listened to what she said and then he said to her he said this is what I want you to do don't wash the sheets the bed that he had slept in don't change the bedding don't wash them just leave them there that night her husband came home and one of his drunken episodes went and laid down in that same exact bed that Smith Wigglesworth laid in. And when he laid down, he began to scream as though he was being tortured. And she ran to him and she said, what's going on? Why are you screaming? What's happening? And he said, I feel like my body is on fire. Whenever I sit in this bed, I feel like there are flames that are burning on my skin. And he, and he felt to his knees right there at that moment and he repented because he felt because he felt like those flames that he was feeling he felt like it was a visualization of what hell fire would feel like he got on his knees and he repented and the spirit of God took the taste of alcohol out of his mouth come on what am I saying to those of you today that might be feeling as though uh, your husband makes you feel less than you might feel as though you're in an abusive situation come on i'm telling you that you you have the power to open up your mouth and pray i don't care if he's never been saved before i don't care if he does not go to church let me tell you something when you open up your mouth and you begin to pray god knows how to get in contact with that man he knows how to speak to him and when god speaks that man has to change come on i'm telling you right now that you have the power to shift that situation you have the power to turn it completely upside down it's in your mouth it's in your belly come on that's the thing that people need to understand when it comes to us as as women there is something that we carry come on i might not be able to define it but if i could try to define it i would label it as power Come on, we women, we have the ability to change and shift a whole entire situation with the power that we have on the inside of us. I see people are saying prayer is power. They're saying amen. 
I'm telling you, you have it on the inside of you. But what has happened is society has made you feel as though you are less than. Society has made you feel as though you are not really, you are not really worth, you are not really worth what he is worth. Come on, can I tell you that that is a lie? I said it before and I'll say it again. When the Lord created, when the when the Lord created us as human beings, he created male and female together and he gave us the same type of authority and that was to have dominion power, not over each other. Come on. You don't have dominion power over him and he doesn't have dominion power over you. You got dominion power over spirits. And so take authority over that spirit that would try to influence him, that would try to influence you and get you to believe a lie. Take authority over that. Come on, a lot of times the enemy has a way of making us feel like he does not exist. As a matter of fact, that is his greatest weapon. The enemy's greatest weapon is to make you feel like he's not real. That's one of the that's one of the things that's even arising here in uh, the body of Christ in the church. We are talking about we'll talk about God and we'll talk about heaven, but we won't talk about the enemy. We won't talk about the fact that demons are real. We won't talk about the fact that not only are demons real, but they desire to kill you. Let me tell you something. Those things, they exist. They are real. But you have the power to take authority over it. All right. This is what we're going to do. I need for y'all to stick around for part two. We are not done. We have just a few, a little bit more time left in the show. And so I'm going to take this time right here and just take a quick commercial break, but I need for you to stick around. I'm so thankful for you guys. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can do it. And if not, we'll just we'll just keep going on trying something new here today. And I pray that you guys are blessed by it. Amen. Let me see. Will we be able to do it? If not, we're just going to keep on going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not sure. Okay. That's all right, guys. We're just going to keep on going. Are you guys being blessed by today's broadcast or what? Hallelujah. I pray that this is such a blessing to you guys. I pray that it is really ministering to your hearts and to your souls. I pray that whatever it is that has been trying to block you out and that has been trying to make you feel like you are less than, 
trying to make you feel like you are inferior. I pray that that voice, that thing be silenced and shut down in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Because let me tell you something, what the enemy is really afraid of, he's really afraid of you coming into the understanding of who you are. That's what he does not want. He wants you to remain in a place of thinking that you were weak, of thinking that, you know, your your opinion doesn't matter, of feeling like, oh, well, you know, God never speaks anything great through me. And uh, if he does, like, it, it's never really a big deal. This is what I encourage a lot of you to do, even after today's broadcast. I encourage you to take some time alone. Ha! Whoa, what a big revelation right there. Take some time and go by yourself. Get somewhere alone in your house and just let the spirit of God begin to revive you in the area of who you are. Let the spirit of God begin to revive you in the area of who God has created you to be. Because what I see in my spirit is that so many of you have been greatly wounded in the area of your confidence. The enemy has shaken you so much to the point where you don't even know who you are anymore. You don't even know if you are capable of doing what God said that you're anointed to do. And let me tell you something. One of the things, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the meme or I believe it's a poster where it's it starts off with like this kitten and this kitten is walking. And then on the bottom of the poster, the kitten turns into a lion. And the poster, the meme basically says, this is who I am before. I go into prayer, meaning the kitten, and this is who I am after I come up out of prayer. Some of you just need to reconnect in prayer. And in that moment, God is going to begin to start downloading to you who you really are. Because let me tell you something, even though Abigail might have been married to a fool, Abigail knew who she was. Because if she didn't know who she was, she would have never started gathering up that those clusters of raisins. She would have never started gathering up that food. She would have stayed there and she would have said, okay, well, I guess it's over. I guess David's going to come and kill us all. But the Bible says without her even telling her husband what was going on, because she knew that he was going to straight up panic. The Bible says that she went and gathered up everything. Come on. The Bible says that she began to start speaking to her servants and giving them instructions and telling them what they needed to do without getting her husband involved. Come on, that's the power that we have. Sometimes, now this isn't an act of disobedience. This is just using wisdom. Sometimes there are some situations you don't have to get your husband involved in. Why? Because you have the authority and the power to deal with it. And when it's done, I'll come back and I'll tell you about it. Come on, we even know about this with the Shunammite woman. The Bible says that her son died in her lap. 
And the Bible says that she laid his body down on the prophet's bed. The Bible says that she went and saddled a donkey and went and met Elijah and or Elisha and didn't even tell her husband about it. He didn't even know that his own son was dead. Come on. And this is what Abigail did. The Bible says that she gathered up everything that David asked for. And then she went and met him. And the first thing that she did was bowed to him. Come on, for some of us, we need to learn how to honor again. I understand that what you went through was painful. I understand that what you went through, it was very traumatizing. I understand that what you encountered, it was tough. And so how do you get over those type of things? Because here's the deal that people have to understand. In marriage, you are going to go through some things that's going to hurt you. That's the problem in this society today. They don't want to tell you that. And so they say that the moment that you start going through turmoil, you got the right to leave. No, that's not what you made a vow. Just like in church or with God, when you make a vow and come into a covenant relationship with the Lord, you're going to go through some stuff with the Lord that is going to hurt you. Now, it might not be him that's hurting you. We know that it's an enemy, but you still going to go through it. And so does that mean that you just walk away from the church and you just cut your vow off? with the Lord? No, absolutely. You keep on doing it and you say, God, I'm going through this and it hurts, but I still trust you. Come on, the same rules apply in a marriage. And so a lot of us, we have gone through traumatic things in our marriage, traumatic things in our lives that has broken us and that has shaken us so much to the point where, you know, we're, we, 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 we've lost our trust. We've lost our ability to see who we really are. We don't even care. We're just trying to make it. But today, this is what I want to do. I want to take these last four minutes and I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you get back your confidence. I want to pray that you get back your ability to trust again. I want to pray that you get back your, your ability to see your husband's vision again and believe in it. Come on, don't leave that up to another woman. Another woman didn't walk down the aisle. You walked down the aisle and you gave the vow. I'll never forget somebody said this and I'm going to say it to you. You are anointed to be that man's wife. You are anointed to be his confidant. You are anointed to be his comforter. You are anointed to pray for him. You're anointed to speak into his life. You are anointed to protect him. Come on, I pray all of this over you, those that are watching and those of you that are listening to me by radio on today. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would be that you would tap over into that anointing. The anointing to be able to speak to his dream, to be able to speak to his brokenness. Because guess what, girl, contrary to popular belief, he's broken too. I pray that you would tap over into the anointing again to be able to trust again, to be able to trust the Lord again in this process. I pray that you would tap over into the anointing to be able to walk in strength again. Come on, the strength is still there that you need 
need in order to complete, in order to complete this assignment, in order to be the best wife that God has called for you to be. You feel like you've lost strength, but I pray that strength comes back to you again on today. I pray in the name of Jesus that you are able to do everything that God has anointed you to do. You can do it. I'm, and that's what we're here for. That's what I'm here for. That's what this program is about on a weekly basis. I pray that I pray that you receive strength by listening to this broadcast. I pray you would receive encouragement by listening to this broadcast. I pray that from after this, you begin to start uh, uh, applying these principles and, and these rules and these words to your life and you see your life change forever. Amen. Oh my God, I love you guys so much. I pray that you were blessed by today's broadcast. We were switching some things up today. And so um, I definitely pray that you were encouraged by it. Y'all, God is so good. Um, he's given me the opportunity to start K Chanel Ministries, and I'm so excited about that. And so, of course, after this broadcast, you will see all of our giving information right above my head. And let me tell you something. There are some great things that we have planned that's getting ready to come down the pike. So make sure that you stay tuned uh, to my page um, as we will be given detailed information of, of stuff that we're planning on doing here coming up real soon, but I'm so excited. This has been something that I've been carrying for quite some time and we've been working on it. And here we are, K Chanel Ministries is up and running and I could not be more proud. As a matter of fact, we just celebrated, I just celebrated one year of doing the Edis Feet, I'm sorry, not Edis Feet, the one year of doing Wednesdays Are For Women live podcast. And so I'm so thankful for that. We have literally been able to reach people from all around the world. And I'm talking about thousands of people from all around the world. And so I'm so thankful for that. If it was not for you, if it was not for you sharing and tuning in weekly, I would not be able to do this. And so I'm thankful for each and every single one of you. And remember, we're right back on here every week on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. I love you. And remember, Wednesdays are for women. I heard you guys. You said it. <laughs> love you guys. And I'll see you soon. Have a great day. Stay safe. Stay safe from Hurricane Lee. I'm praying for you. Love you guys.